Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Monday, October 17th, and welcome to the World Fong Whip Around. I am Lance Glenn, and I am joined by the 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting, as always, Steve Wiltfong. And Steve, we have a busy Busy show to talk about. So many big weekends this past Saturday. Big recruiting weekends. A lot of big games, of course. But first and foremost, before we start, Steve, what a week it was in college football. How are you? And how much did you enjoy all of the games that we saw, all the really great games that we saw this past Saturday? Hey, good morning, Lance. My eyes are still heavy, man. That was a hell of a college football Saturday. So many great games that went down to the wire. Had fun. Had fun writing about it. Had fun watching it. Had fun, you know, talking to prospects that were there, soaking in the great atmospheres across the nation on Saturday. Just uh, a fantastic day of college football. And before we start, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like this video and subscribe to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast feed, make sure to give us a five-star rating and a review. So Steve, let's jump right into it. Probably the biggest game of the weekend, Tennessee and Alabama. Neyland Stadium was rocking. They still may be partying in Rocky Top in Knoxville, Tennessee. The goalposts were out of the stadium. Fans were going crazy. It was a walk-off field goal for the Vols as they defeated Alabama uh, for the first time in over a decade. I think, what was it, 15 or 16 years uh, for Tennessee, and they had a lot of big talent, a lot of big recruits uh, on hand to witness the massive win for Josh Heupel and his program. So what are you hearing coming out of Knoxville? How amped were these recruits to have seen such a big win for the Vols and really see the Vols take the next step in their rebuild under Heupel? Well, first, before we talk about the recruiting ramifications of a big win like that over Alabama, their first time knocking off the Crimson Tide in 15 years, I think I solved their goal, goal pros problem last night, Lance. I tweeted out a picture. Yes, I saw that. The yeah, th- that. Yep. It would take a hell of an effort to get some goalposts like that down and out of the stadium. And again, they say that, first of all, I think those goalposts are classic and they can stand in any uh, generation. But it would take a hell of an effort to get those goalposts down and out of the stadium uh, as well. But I love those double-sided goalposts, you know, uh, 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 that, uh, that are just kind of just screams 80s, 90s football. But fans rushed the field. Cigars were lit. The lights of Neyland Stadium were lashing, uh, flashing, and there was a sea of orange uh, on the field. And a lot of a lot of people that were on the field were recruits uh, that had front row seats uh, uh, to watch Tennessee knock off Alabama. They were racing down on the field and soaking in that atmosphere and that environment and that excitement. And 
quite frankly, a lot of them were cheering their asses off for Tennessee to knock off Alabama. One of them in particular, uh, uh, David Hobbs, top 247 defensive lineman there, uh, who was making his second trip to Tennessee this year. He took his official earlier in the fall to watch Tennessee uh, get the demon off their back of, of the Florida Gators and, and, and knock off the Gators. And then they were in town here for for this win over Alabama. And, and, and talking to his mom, you know, after the ball game, she said that they were, you know, they were cheering the whole time. They were cheering the entire game for Tennessee, and Alabama's a finalist. You know, Alabama, uh, Georgia uh, are, are the three or the two other schools I'm looking at alongside Tennessee for Hobbs. And sh- and she's reiterated a couple times to me that game day environments are important to her son, and it's tough to top Rocky Top. You know, and, and then Hobbs himself talked to him a little bit afterwards, and and, and obviously talked about the direction uh, of the program. And he also told me the big nugget, Lance, is that Tennessee has set the bar in his recruitment, so he has future official visits to Georgia and Alabama. I have my crystal ball in North Carolina. I need to move it uh, to the current pulse. So I'm going to have to move that to Tennessee and we'll see what happens with these upcoming visits to Alabama and Georgia. I know he was extremely excited about Tennessee, uh, but I am still not sleeping on Alabama or Georgia in the David Hobbs recruitment. I just don't necessarily love my North Carolina pick anymore, particularly because he told me that Tennessee has set the bar moving forward. He's the number five defensive lineman in the top two Four seven, the number six defensive lineman in the top two four seven, Tamarian Parker was also uh, back on campus there and talked to both uh, Tamarian and his dad. You know, Tamarian talked about how this was a win that shows Tennessee can compete with anyone. His dad just talked about how electric it was as well. Said his son had a blast. Said his son was into it more than him. To see the fans storm the field was uh, was amazing. And uh, you know, Clemson has been trending on the crystal ball for Tamarian Parker Lance, uh, but his dad said at the end there, I think he's seen a different side of the program tonight talking about Tennessee and the potential they have going forward. He has a later official visit scheduled. This Tennessee class that ranks number 10 nationally has really been souped up on the defensive side of the ball. I think that they've all, certainly they have their quarterback of the future, Lance, uh, and, and they got some playmakers that wide out to make sure that this offense uh, looks like the offense that we saw on Saturday for years to come. But uh, uh, defensively, I really think that they're elevating the program under this new staff, and and uh, to add Hobbs and Parker to what's already in the fold would would be tremendous and give Tennessee maybe one of the best def- overall defensive halls in in the country as well. Staying on that side of the ball. 2023 defensive back Tyler Scott, who's really seen his recruitment blow up. All the SEC heavyweights, for the most part, are in the mix trying to land him late in the cycle. He told me Tennessee was his number one school uh, coming out of the visit. He loved everything about it. Still think Tennessee's the one to beat for 2023 offensive lineman Vice and Lang. And then certainly now we could have a whole show just talking about reaction from 2024 and 2025. So if you want to know what the the uh, a plethora of five stars in those classes said uh, about the Vols, just head over to Go Vols 247. I have an article over there. Ryan Callahan has an article. We're starting to get some individual articles up over there. So our Tennessee site is rocking and rolling over there. But the thing is, Lance, that game, I was trying to get in touch with prospects and their families after the game ended. And I'd never, this has never happened to me in my history of covering recruiting for over 20 years. Uh, I think that's cell phone era the whole time. Um, but uh, I couldn't get through to anybody for like 30 to 45 minutes. You know, phones just- Busy partying, Steve. They weren't ringing. No, they weren't ringing. 
like the phones just weren't ringing, messages weren't going through. Yeah, I put something up on the Goval's uh, message board that, hey, there's no service. There's no cell phone service in Knoxville. I didn't know if they took the tower down and threw that into the river with the goalposts because I couldn't get through to anybody. And then, you know, some people were commenting on the board uh, about the struggles of the cell phone service around there. But after the Florida game, I was able to reach people easily. It was just a different kind of uh, a deal there uh, with the cell phone. Uh, um, you know, they didn't have the bandwidth. Uh, you couldn't get through to anybody yeah. in Knoxville uh, shortly after Alabama went down for the first time in 15 years. Yeah, it's one thing to obviously get the monkey off your back beating Florida, but to get the monkey off your back beating Alabama for the first time in 15 years, that's a whole different story, a whole nother level. And like you said, hey, maybe the cell phone tower went in the river alongside the goalpost. And who knows, maybe they're still partying out there in Knoxville. But I want to move on now across the country and head to Utah. And what a win it was for Kyle Whittingham and his Utes. They go, they score a touchdown late. Two Utes. Excuse me, sir? Did you say Utes? Utes. You see my cousin Vinny Lance? Excuse me. Excuse me. I've I've seen it uh, a little before my time, and I'm not aging you. Don't worry, but a little <laughs> a little before my time. You got to remember, I'm only 26 years old, Steve. I'm I'm, hey. I'm still uh, a young buck, man. I'm still a young buck. But but yes, I've seen it, of course, of course. But uh, what a win for Kyle Whittingham, 43-42 over the USC Trojans, and maybe the biggest win they've had in a long time uh, in front of a sellout crowd at home. Uh, it was a primetime night game as well for Utah. And I mean, they go for two at the end, which was such a gutsy call by Kyle Whittingham to do that. Obviously, do or die in that game. They get it. Cameron Rising had a great game. They come out victorious. What are you hearing coming out of Salt Lake City after so many top targets took in what was, like I said, a big, big win for that Utah program? Yeah, Cameron Rising, 515 yards passing, two touchdowns, had the three rushing stores, including the game winner. And so you flip from the Tennessee game to the Utah-USC game. And the atmosphere was obviously electric inside Neyland and, and, and the recruits validated that. But I swear, like the audio in my house for the Utah game was just as good. Like it was loud at Utah. They erase the deficit. They come back and beat the Trojans and do it in front of probably the best recruiting section in the Kyle Whittingham era history. If Utah can and land the majority of these prospects that were on campus, they have a chance to land a top 20 class. I need to go back and look and see what the highest they ever finished was, but they they, they could go top 20 here. And, and uh, I talked to Mikey Matthews, a receiver from Mission Viejo, California, who was on his official visit. He told me Utah set the bar for him. Uh, uh, Walker Lyons is a top 247 tight end committed to Stanford right now. How about him being there and watching Dalton Kincaid catch all 15 targets for 217 yards? Uh, A a perfect day for Dalton Kincaid. Walker Lyons there watching Utah feed the tight end. Spencer Fano. I I think Utah might be the team to beat for Spencer Fano, the very coveted offensive lineman. Now, Oregon is the other program I'm watching. Massive game at Oregon this weekend. Oregon, UCLA. We know Autzen's going to be rocking. Uh, Oregon was definitely the early favorite for Spencer Fano, and they've maintained that through a coaching change. He was up there earlier this fall. No question he's high on the ducks, uh, but I, I, I maybe give the slight edge to Utah right now. Smith Snowden is a four-star defensive back. He's electric back there, Lance. He's a guy that uh, loved watching Clark Phillips play. Similar stature. Uh, uh, loves Coach Scally and the way he calls 
calls up that defense. Said it was electric there. I added my 24-7 sports crystal ball for Utah alongside uh, Blair Angulo and company. Uh, Tavake, Tuki, Velatu. Greg Biggins added his 24-7 sports crystal ball to mine. So they're trending for one of California's best two-way players uh, there. I think Utah's uh, maybe the one to beat for Caleb Lomu as well, a top 247 offensive lineman who was there. USC is considered the other major target there. He's going to take his official visit to USC still. So we'll see what happens in that one moving forward. But USA doing all, or Utah doing all the right things with 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 Caleb Lomu uh, as well. And and uh, you know we'll see if they move the needle with John Randall, a four-star running back, who I think uh, that they were maybe the team to beat for coming into that visit as well. So uh, Utah certainly impressed with their play on their field with the atmosphere. Obviously, they're right in the middle of it to win the Pac-12 again this year. And, and, and it seems like their best football is ahead of them with the way they, they played against USC on Saturday. We'll see if their, their recruitment's best ahead of them. But I, I, I think that you know Smith Smoden, Caleb Lomu, Spencer Fano, and uh, uh, Mikey Matthews, I, if I was predicting today, I think all four of them end up in Utah's class. You and I both know lot of recruiting still to be done by the time any of those things actually become official oh yeah absolutely still a lot of time left before you need to put pen to paper uh, for that early signing period uh, in December. And of course, the traditional one in February. But Steve, I have a question. You know, you brought up Walker Lyons. I mean, obviously committed to Stanford uh, right now, but a very highly touted, uh, highly coveted tight end. What could a performance like that by Dalton Kincaid do for his recruitment and his interest in Utah? Because like you said, it really showed off the Utes and their ability to use the tight end, to feed the tight end, and for Dalton Kincaid to really make a massive impact impact in, like I said, what was a, a huge game uh, for the Utes and a huge win for the program. I'm very interested to see what kind of stuff Brandon Huffman, our colleague, digs up on Walker Lyons coming out of that visit because he couldn't have picked a better game to be at at Utah, uh, uh, again, with, with Dalton Conkey going off, with the offense going off and, and, and being in an electric environment and being, uh, you know, they're watching, uh, watching a program that uh, is playing at a high level. You know, now I don't, we'll see what the next steps are in that recruitment. Stanford certainly has a trajectory at the tight end position of being consistent and making that a big part of their offense year in and year out. And then obviously a lot of young men that pick Stanford do so for more than the football team, right? You know, it's when, you get in the Stanford, you get in as a regular student. You're not getting really any extra benefit because you're really good at football. So he had to do a lot of things to uh, get, you know, gain admittance in the Stanford. But Utah, um, he's obviously interested. Picked a hell of a game to go to. Couldn't have gone any better uh, on the field for Utah as far as what they are trying to showcase him. And we'll see what happens. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your 
time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Before we talk about our last big weekend in Michigan, I do want to switch over uh, to right now the top uncommitted prospect in the country, and that's Cormani McLean, five-star defensive back out of the state of Florida, uh, has so many big schools going after him. What's the latest that you know about his recruitment, uh, where he could be trending, where he might potentially be taking some potential visits, uh, and just overall what Cormani McLean's up to, as obviously, like I said, there's about now two and a half months left until the national signing period. I think the number one prospect in Florida, the number two overall player in the 24-7 sports composite, number one cornerback, I think he has a good idea of what he wants to do. And so I wouldn't be surprised if this is a recruitment that does not go the distance. And is you know I think that um, Florida, that's where my crystal ball is at, has has uh, done a tremendous job recruiting Carmani McLean and shown the trajectory uh, of, of that defense under Billy Napier and company with the guys that they've recruited in this class and the relationships he's built with that program and his family have built with that program are second to none. And I like where Florida stands with with Carmani McLean. And I think that a decision is 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 maybe closer. Than than uh, some of these other elite guys that are going to take it to December or maybe even perhaps February. I think that Cormani McLean is is nearing a college decision and my crystal ball is on Florida right now. But you got Alabama and Miami as the other two programs that have been strongly in the mix for him as well. And he definitely likes them too. But Florida, they have the number eight class in the country right now, Lance. We talked about it a little bit on the last whip around. And, and, and I think that they're really reinventing themselves on defense with this class. Uh, they have a heck of a secondary haul already with with Dijon Johnson and Bryce Thornton, the latest to join the fold alongside uh, guys like Jakeem Jackson and, and Aaron Gates and and uh, uh, Jordan Castile. And, and so I think that Cormani McLean would, if they're able to add him, it would certainly make for the best defensive backhaul in the country. And, and, and Florida needs it as they try and take a program. You know, you look at Tennessee two years ago, you know, Florida, they're trying to, you know, get some things fixed and operating there. And I think that they've shown some flashes on the field under Coach Napier and company. Uh, they've they've recruited at an extremely high level. Like we've talked about it before, under this new staff, they've beaten Alabama, they've beaten Georgia, and those programs on the recruiting trail for several prospects. And those are the recruiting battles you have to win, ultimately uh, a win on the field. And, and, and Cormani McLean would certainly be another one. And I like the way that's trending for Florida. And, and, and overall, I just like the trajectory of the Florida program. The SEC man, it's uh, it's getting real exciting there yeah. with some really good ball coaches at a lot of places. I think Ole Miss has got a chance to be 8-0 for the first time since the 60s. Uh, um, get, we got an email on that this morning uh, um, from our guy, uh, Benjamin Bradley there, uh, uh, and Andrew Tulin, those guys. I don't know who I'm supposed to give the credit for, for the <laughs> stats and information there. Yes. Lance, we're building the whole research power. team, the whole we're building research powerhouse team, team behind us, yes, but uh, uh, Ole Miss is is is, is fun and they, they had another nice win on Saturday, Florida, Tennessee, obviously LSU going down to the swamp. 
Um, it's uh, the SEC is getting extremely competitive. Yeah, and, and that's the thing you got to remember with the SEC, right? So much focus on Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, but you have LSU that's five and two. You have Mississippi State that one that is is you know Will Rogers is playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Ole Miss is obviously has a chance to be eight and zero. And A and M is not short on any kind of talent. They're just they just got to figure, gotta figure out some a new out. identity on offense. In out, my yeah. opinion, get yeah. a new identity on offense. Uh, they got the personnel. The defense, what the way their defense played against Alabama, oh, that's yeah. only that's only the beginning. Yep. Like those guys are young. Yep. There was a lot of babies out there. Like AM has a chance to be a menacing defense. If everyone stays, if everyone stays in the boat, then you're looking at the next three years for them. I mean, if, if they stay hungry too, it's yeah. hard. once you get a little bit of success, it's hard to sustain it. People start reading their press clippings and stuff. That's why yeah. it's what's been so impressive about Alabama, obviously. And yeah. then what, what Coach uh, Smart and company are trying to build at Georgia. Uh, the, being consistent winners is hard when you're getting your ass kissed and stuff uh, as a, 18 to 22 year old kid, but uh, AM, man, uh, you know, if they can stay locked in uh, on defense, they, they can be really tough to move the ball against for years to come. And then, but certainly uh, they got to, they got to find some juice on offense, uh, yeah. some consistent. They got to change on- a couple things. They got to change something up on that offense. And Steve, I want to talk about one more team now before we go and, you know, talk about a team that just ran and, and literally ran. Penn State out of the building, and that's the Michigan Wolverines. I mean, Donovan Edwards, I think 170 yards plus on the ground. Blake Quorum, 160 yards plus on the ground. It wasn't the greatest game from J.J. McCarthy, but it didn't need to be the greatest game from J.J. McCarthy. They held Penn State to one first down in the entire first half. Michigan just took Penn State out of that game and dominated, really, from from the beginning to the end. Even if it wasn't always on the scoreboard, like in the first half, they were only up by two points, but man, they just they took control of that game early and and didn't relinquish it. Well, I thought J.J. McCarthy played fine too man it's just when you ru- they ran for over 400 yards against a team that was good at stopping the run coming in now yeah. i mean like they they literally ran over penn state and dominated what i thought was a good football team uh, uh and really took their soul in the second half you know because that was a ball game at intermission and ended up finishing 41 uh to 17 and i think that michigan enjoy michigan thoroughly enjoyed gaining every single yard over that last 30 minutes just pouring it on uh, um, but it's penn state's job to stop them they couldn't and and Penn State and, and and Michigan dominated them in front of some key recruits four-star receiver Carmelo English took a return to campus after an official visit in the summer Lance and uh, he told me last night that he's going to be back at Michigan before he decides so I think the Wolverines have a lot of momentum for a guy that they've targeted for a long time out of the state of Alabama he's a former Auburn commit Penn State's another school that he had some interest in but or has some interest in but uh, um, Michigan uh, um, led by coach Bellamy and company I think they have some momentum there Again, offensive line is is a place where Michigan wants to add a couple more pieces before this uh, cycle's over. Uh, Lomu and Fanu, who we talked about in the Utah section, are definitely major Michigan targets as well. And maybe you know, uh, watching a performance like that, uh, and and then they're expected on campus later in their process. You can't count Michigan out with the way they're playing, coming off a of college football playoff, the Joe Moore Award, and it seems like they're starting to hit their stride as an offensive line unit this year. Uh, but Tali Tala uh, was was there on campus on an unofficial visit. They love him. Top two four seven cornerback Jair Hill talked to him afterwards, and and he had a phenomenal time uh, as well. So Michigan had some key targets in twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four. Brian Robinson's a four star edge rusher. I like them for, and Brandon Davis Swain is committed to Notre Dame, part of Notre Dame's number one class. But he's out of West Bloomfield there in the state of Michigan, and I think that uh, you know Michigan has certainly given him a lot to think about in in his process early. And again, 
We could do a whole show, Lance, on the young guys that were at Michigan that were impressed from offensive linemen, Andrew Sprague to, to receiver Channing Goodwin, tight end Walter Matthews to the number two safety in 2025, DJ Pickett, number three corner, Chris Ewald, quarterback Ryan Montgomery. Those guys all talked about it on the Michigan uh, in, in an article I wrote. You can go to the Michigan Insider, Sam Webb, Bryce Marich, uh, Stevie Lorenz. All those guys have a ton of coverage from the weekend too on the Michigan Insider, michigan.247sports.com. So you can get all the the young player reaction, but man, Michigan they they look like they're destined for a second straight college football playoff. Obviously, they have to go through Columbus, uh, but hell, maybe the Big Ten, maybe the Big Ten's two team worthy this year as well. Lance, maybe it's an all Big Ten, maybe all Big Ten, all SEC college football playoff. I mean, obviously Clemson's undefeated, uh, and so certainly they have a lot to say about it. You got TCU, and, and we'll have we'll probably have more on TCU on whip around at the end of the week because they just hosted some key targets, and then. They got a big night game coming up here against Kansas State. That that'll certainly attract some recruits. Uh, but uh, the Big Ten and, and SEC, those teams at the top are looking pretty damn good, Lance. Yeah, absolutely. You also got Clemson in the mix. UCLA too undefeated. Like you said, TCU unbeaten. So that college football playoff picture is really starting to starting to take shape. But still, a lot of answers are left to be had. And like you said, maybe all Big Ten, maybe all SEC. You mentioned it. Michigan has to go through Columbus, and of course, we all have uh, that game circled in the last week of the season. But Let's touch for- on a couple more things here real quick, oh, Lance. Don't want to jump doing, the gun, of course. Yeah, let's whip around real quick. I mean, Notre Dame, they landed top 247 running back Jeremiah Love to a class that's now ranked number three nationally, and I think that he's a guy that would give them some dynamic versatility uh, in their backfield. Major pickup, but look, Lance, Notre Dame, they, they, they've recruited at a high level, basically in every position room, in my opinion, except for one, and it's showing up on Saturdays right now, really glaring quarterback. They've struggled there. They don't have a quarterback committed in 2023. I think they need to find somebody. Um, they need to scour. They need to look. They need to get the spatula out, what, at, what have you. They can't go without one in this class, in my opinion. Portal as well. And I know they have Tyler Buckner who was injured this year. So we're not getting a look at what that offense could have evolved under their starter. But I still think they're not deep. So go into the portal as well and get someone that's going to create some competition in that room. Maybe the guy in the portal doesn't beat out Tyler Buckner for the job, whatever. This is Notre Dame. The expectation is to win at least 10 ball games a year. Uh, but, but hell, fans are hungry for more than that. Uh, and, and it's going to be hard to win with that quarterback room that Coach Freeman inherited. And so I think that's where you where you start your fix because I think Notre Dame's playing fine on defense. You know, I think they have weapons on uh, in the tight end room, receiver room, and running back room. And certainly when you look at their offensive line room, Lance, all those guys were touted. All those guys were pretty much heavily recruited. And so quarterback, uh, offensive play calling, those are things that you know that that those are the issues that I see with the Irish right now, um, and and so we'll see what they do uh, to get those fixed. But quarterback going out there trying to find another guy to push Steve Angeli, their true freshman, and and a guy in the portal to push Tyler Buckner, I think would be big for Notre Dame. And then Ole Miss, we kind of snuck them in there, man. They hosted a lot of guys uh, over the weekend. Uh, uh, Kedrick Riscano is a four-star running back committed to Michigan State. I think that Ole Miss is moving the needle with him. We'll see what happens there. 
player. Lawson Lucky is our number two ranked tight end in the country in the top 247. He's a longtime commit to Georgia that Georgia does not want to lose. Georgia, they have the best tight end room collectively in the country. Could lose several of those guys uh, over the next two years, or, or they will for sure. So they need to restock and reload with some talent. They do not want to lose Lawson Lucky. They have Pierce Sperlin in the fold. They're recruiting Deuce Robinson uh, of uh, Ole Miss, trying to make something happen there with Lawson Lucky as well. And and, and so uh, uh, those were a couple other things that caught my eye this weekend and look forward to getting back with you and, and talking a little more recruiting at the end of the week. Certainly we'll be on the, the new 24-7 sports recruiting show talking about some of the major storylines. So this is the place to be, the 24-7 sports YouTube channel for all that coverage. Yeah, absolutely. So much going on recruiting and never stops. Like we said, only a couple more months until that early signing period in December and then obviously the more traditional one in February. But so much going on in recruiting. And like Steve said, make sure to lock, stay locked in, excuse me, to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel as well as 247sports.com for all the latest on the trail. Steve, thanks so much. As always, pleasure to talk to you on this Monday. And remember, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, make sure to like this video and subscribe. And if you're listening to this on the Football Recruiting Podcast feed, make sure to give us a five-star rating and a review. So for Steve Wolfong, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks so much for joining us here on Monday on the Wolfong Whiparound. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.